Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I'm going to give a very warm welcome to Allison Vidodo. Allison is the CEO of both Vidodo Group and Push Training, and she helps small business owners obtain sustainable, long-term success through training and mentoring. She's also a published author, a professional speaker, and the founder of the Australian charity for the children of Vietnam. By the way, she is in Australia. Over the past 25 years, Allison has successfully run businesses and navigated the path through recessions, floods, and a global downturn in the mining and resources industry. Today, we're going to talk about developing systemized processes to strategically run your businesses, challenges facing many small business owners, and how to address those issues. We'll learn what works from Allison's perspective, what should be avoided, and how many small businesses just miss the mark. Allison, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Great. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Good. Well, I'd love to start off with letting our listeners know how you got to where you are today. What brought you to creating these fantastic businesses that are foundational and essential for small businesses? Um, Well, I have the business, as you mentioned, in the mining and resources, which we've had now for about, I think about 28 years, something like that. So a long time. And we've navigated it through um, a number of real challenges. And then we had the Brisbane City floods, which um, happened like a week after our business was our office was all established and everything so that hit us and then we had um, a huge downturn and I managed to pivot and navigate through them and I was actually doing an MBA and during the course of that MBA I learned that you know a staggering number of small businesses actually fail and it really bothered me it was just one of those things that just played in my mind. I just kept thinking, you know, they're, they're families, they're people who poured their blood, sweat and tears. And of course, you relate it to yourself. Well, we had our house attached to our business. And so I dug a bit deeper and, um, and, and I learned that a lot of times it was because they just didn't have the skills to actually equip them to navigate the tough time you know, and to put in strong systems. So that's why I developed this arm to my business. So I really want to challenge those statistics. That's awesome. Well, so many small business owners and agency owners, since I can talk from an agency perspective, you know, we come up with an idea, we do something, we know something, we have the idea that we can do it better than other people. But it's not necessarily that we have the tools and the knowledge and the training, it's kind of jumping in feet first and being like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to figure it out. Yes. And, and that's what it is. And so you've got that passion, you know, for your product or your service or this baby that you've created. But of course, to do that, you need more than to be awesome at creating what it is Mm -hmm. that you make. 
you need to actually be strategic. You need to have systems. You need to have an understanding of things like your cash flow conversion cycle. Um, that was one, if I can tell you a very quick story, when we had explosive growth in about 2010, 2011, like really explosive. And we were working on big projects. And the big end of town, some of our clients had 90 days after submission of invoice terms. And our contractors who we were hiring to work on the projects had two weeks as their terms of service. So we had to pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars to our contractors to get the work done, but we weren't going to be paid for three, four months, which would have been enough to sink us. And that happens a lot with small business owners. Many businesses that actually go under, they've got money in the pipeline. They just can't stay solvent enough, long enough to actually get it through. So we went to the, you know, to our clients at the big end of town and we were just really open with them and said, we can't actually survive like this. We're, we're not able to do it. And a lot of them actually reduced their, their terms. So they paid us much quicker. And we then spoke to our contractors and said, look, this is the story. We can't get paid. And so, you know, they agreed to extend theirs just a little bit because they're smaller mm -hmm. businesses, but it ended up that it more than met. So our cash flow was running all the time. So just little things like being able to know that cycle and to renegotiate the terms can mean the difference between your business surviving and not surviving. Yeah, and there's so many companies that don't have access to lines of credit, which is essential as a small business owner. You don't realize, like, why do I need a line of credit? I'll be okay. But you do yes. need they that. They do. They, they definitely do. And it's interesting too, you know, like I said, we, we operate with very large companies. Many of them actually have, you know, a special agreement where they will change their terms and services for small business owners. But oftentimes, you know, the small business owner isn't aware, you know, so they're struggling when they don't really need to be. Or they're afraid to ask. That's exactly right. They, they don't want to look, you small. know, so they, yes, yeah. Whereas we didn't mind looking small, you know, we, we would go and say, we just can't do that. We've got to pay people. We've got to pay our rent. We've yes. got to eat. And, and, you know, we were just super honest with them and, and they, it made sense to them because behind the big business, of course, are people and they've also got families and homes and, you know, so that's just one of the things that, um, you know, I learned that often gets businesses into trouble. Well, and I think, in, yeah, and another thing on that, I think, and I experienced this myself as a small business owner, I didn't know, you know, the line of credit thing. Okay, I knew I needed mm. to get that. But I also thought of myself as a bank where I could loan my company money, and no problem, yes. which changed a lot when I got married, by the way, because my husband was not so open about the idea of me just doing passing cash flow back and forth. And it caused yes. me to actually have to get buttoned up and figure out how to put strategies in place where I wouldn't yes. have that need. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it protects the business owner too. Yeah. You know, should you run into trouble, you don't want to have you know, completely cleaned yourself out yeah. 
to um, so yeah there's lots of things like that that small business owners don't realize you know and it can make such a difference and as you mentioned you know they're they're passionate at what they do mm-hmm. um, there's actually a book the e-myth by mm-hmm. uh, Michael Gerber and he talks about that particularly you know we have the entrepreneur the visionary um, but we also need the manager and you know the the tactician that's going to actually put those systems in place yeah. and they they talk about you know a lot of amazing duos in the world you know like Henry Ford he always had you had the leader and the manager uh, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs the leader and the manager you know there's behind many great successes there is somebody doing all this framework. Now, do you use, or are you familiar with the book Traction and the uh, EOS system? Because that's what yes. you're talking about right now. Yes, yeah. yeah. And look, it's, it's actually a similar system in many books. You know, yeah. Rocket Fuel is another yeah. one. And, and it's the same thing. You know, you've got to have, and if it's not you, you need to find somebody who is systems focused and, you know, they don't mm-hmm. mind digging in to the the detail and you know as the entrepreneur as the business owner you need to be able to work on your business that strategic growth and and the vision of it and of course you know neurologically it's not possible to be sitting doing you know data-driven tasks and you know strategizing and dreaming big So what's another concept and what is another way that you help position small businesses to be able to be better prepared? Um, A lot of times um, businesses I work with, they're actually just not aware of what's out there Mm -hmm. and being able to simplify it. It's easy as a small business owner to become very overwhelmed. Um, When my business almost went under and we lost 80% of our contracts within a couple of weeks and we had, you know, all these bills were still coming in, but just no income. So we went off a a cliff for a while there. And one of the things I did, I strategically came up with a model that, you know, I was just so determined that my business would survive. We weren't closing the doors, a family business and... But what I actually realized was where we had this strategy, the big end of town, you know, they've got all this support, this infrastructure. So they have a sales department and a finances department and a PR department, a HR. So they've got all these key people with the finger on the pulse. As small business owners, we're busy either putting out fires or chasing leads. And so we have key areas of our business that don't get the attention that they need. You know, so showing that to small business owners, you know, because I do a lot of business mentoring and just getting them to look at the key areas of the business, you can usually identify where the gaps are. And so what I've done is I've taken all that good stuff they've got at the big end of town and I've scaled it down for us guys at the lower end of town. So we get a bit more of the pie than they've got. That's great. Because, yeah, that's, um, so that's the goal. So I share things like that. And that, you know, and it's not complex. Great. So when someone was starting their business tomorrow, they're like, I love what I do. I can do this better. I'm going to start XYZ company. What would you suggest they do at the very beginning? 
The first thing I would suggest that they do is um, get a plan, get a plan and a business model. And a, a lot of people, you know, it, it's very sort of, you know, it's not exciting when you say get a business plan, no matter how excitingly you say it, you know, get a business plan. Um, but it's not nearly as boring or as overwhelming as people think. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's just been distorted and, you know, it's gone a bit silly. And my daughter and her partner, they're personal trainers and they were studying and they actually came to me and said, you know, can we get some help? They were expected to produce a business plan that was 52 pages long. Who wants I to read that? No one exactly. wants to read that. No. And, and there, there was no way they could do it, you know, and they were just sort of, we don't, and I, I was just sort of, it's madness. And right. even with an MBA and 25 plus years in business, it still took me, yeah. you know, I was sort of, it's crazy. But what I do is I work on like a three, five page business plan. Yeah. Get your business model. How are you going to make your money? How are you going to get your product or service to your clients? And how much is it going to cost you? You know, and you need to know that. And you need to know that there is a market for your product. One of the things that I, I discovered when I was researching the stats of small business failures, you'd often read in really reputable publications, you know, that it was 80% or 90% fell within the first year or the first yeah. three years. What I found, I ended up going to like the Australian Bureau of Statistics and the American um, Department of Labor and really digging into it. And oftentimes the figures come out at like 50% within three years, leading up to 70% in 10 years, which is horrendous when you think of those families and those people. And But the 80, 90%, they actually include those that barely get started because mm -hmm. they have a great idea. They're so gung-ho about it. And, you know, they race to get it on Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of it and they buy stock and nobody wants it. You know, so the very first thing you must do, you must test that there is a market for it that people actually want. And then you work out, okay, people want what I've got. How am I going to produce it? How am I going to get it to them? And how is this going to look? So that's the first thing I would say. And then what's the second? I mean, I have to ask you that. Well, the second would be to get <laughs> online. And especially today, you know, I mean, online business was growing exponentially anyway. And of course, you know, this pandemic's hit and everybody is online. So, and building your list, I have a, a business mentor and, you know, he's build your list, build that list, build that list. And, and it's very true, you know, build your community and especially in an email list because Facebook can close your account tomorrow. So can LinkedIn or YouTube or any of them. But if you have an, a strong email list, mm -hmm. then that's not going to be taken away from you. And you can communicate with your audience and, you know, get to know them and nurture them and you build your funnel from there. Mm -hmm. So it would be to get online and to build your list. Okay. And when you're looking at a small business and obviously you know, they've decided, they've gone through the 
desire of starting a business, they've put together their business plan, they've determined you know, the type of business they are, whether they're incorporated or they're an LLC or sole proprietor, all of these different things. And they go online and, and they developed a website and now they're creating a social media platform, as you've just said, for them to be yeah. building and talking. Um, do you have suggestions on how they should be positioning themselves for advertising? So besides building a list, is there a strategy yeah. you suggest for small businesses to try to approach how to market themselves? Okay, so yeah, I do. Um, and that's something that I do, you know, teach. And mm -hmm. so the first thing you do is you get to know who your audience is, you know, mm -hmm. who your ideal client, people call it the avatar, but the ideal person that you will sell your products to. The, you know, the dream client, they love what you do. They, you know, they're the first to sign up. There's no problem with payment from them. So your dream client, mm -hmm. and then you get to know where they are. So if they're on Facebook, then that's where you're running your ads. If they're on, um, you know, LinkedIn, if it's a bit more professional, then that's where you mm -hmm. are or Instagram. So knowing your audience and knowing where they hang out is the most mm -hmm. important thing of all. And where are other areas that you find small business owners can fail? They can stumble and trip up a little bit. Um, there, there is a number of areas. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think there is, when I put together this model, the, and I called it the small business success formula. This is when my own business was sinking. So I worked for months and this thing was like 18 pages long or something. But not 50. Block. No, not, not 50, <laughs> no, not 50, but it was a big art block. And I, I just, everything I'd learned in an MBA from all the different courses I'd done, the masterminds, and I just pulled them apart and pulled my business apart mm -hmm. and thought, you know, there's got to be a way mm -hmm. I, I can sort of breathe, breathe life into this. And I came down to six areas and usually a business that gets into strife it's in one of those six areas. And, you know, the first one is leadership, particularly your self-leadership, mm -hmm. the vision for your company, the mission for your company, the purpose behind it, um, your mindset. I mean, mindset is so vital mm -hmm. to, um, you know, to the success of anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was vital. And then there's the strategic planning. Mm -hmm. There are marketing, of course, um, you know, the operations and the systemization, it, it still amazes me how many businesses do not have any systems. Yeah. You know, they're reinventing the wheel every day. And, of course, once they are systemized and automated, it's amazing how much time they then have for growth and expansion. Um, the other areas are, you know, um, finances, of course, mm -hmm. and people you know, how you communicate with people. So I also do things like this, you know, where you understand people's communication styles and building strong relationships with your clients, with your staff, with your suppliers. Mm -hmm. But those six areas, you know, usually you can attribute a business failure to one of them, at least one, often two or three of them. And you actually have a course for people to be able to take that is all about this. You want to share yes. a little bit more about that? This seems well, like the perfect time. 
Yes. So I do a lot of business mentoring. I mentor for the government too. I work with the government to mentor small business owners. And I have, um, I do have a course that covers those six areas. That's a bigger course. And I've actually just developed a community, a very low cost, low entry community. And that will cover the whole getting your business online, producing a lead magnet, producing a landing page, you know, all of that social media strategy, where you should be posting, how to get to know your ideal client avatar, all of those fundamentals, but in a step-by-step way, because it's, you know, it's easy when someone says, oh, you need a good lead magnet. And you think, well, how do I make that? So I actually go through the absolute basics, you know, how I produce one in Canva, Mm -hmm. um, how I conduct Zoom meetings and, Mm -hmm. You know, so interviewing and all those basics to just answer the questions, um, you know, that we have every day and especially mm-hmm. when we don't know where to start. Well, you're giving so everyone I, the building blocks and the tools that they need yes, versus yes. just here's broad strokes. You need to do that's, this. That's you're actually right. telling them how to yes. do it. Because the number of times that, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you need to develop a lead magnet, you know, look at producing a checklist and I've been madly Googling it thinking, well, what checklist? Right. Do they what software? Them? How do I what do this? Software? And, you know, and then someone says to me, oh, you can use, you know, Kartra, you know, sort of, you know, this is like learning a new language, yeah. you know? So it's all of those things. And in a community where people can actually post and say, what actually is Kajabi? You know, what is Zoom or, you know, can somebody share a good landing page with me? What should be in a landing page? And, and like I said, I've made it very low entry. So I'm doing a founding launch for founding mm-hmm. members, which is 37 Australian dollars. So even cheaper in the United States. (laughs) Yes. Look, most of my, um, the software I use and the masterminds I'm in are all in American dollars. So I'm feeling it right now. So it's, yes, it's a ridiculous deal for anybody on your side of the pond. Um, But it's, I've named it Thrive. And like I said, my absolute purpose and passion behind this business is to really challenge those statistics of small business failures because I honestly believe that the amount of effort and passion that we put into our businesses we should be succeeding you know and entrepreneurs I think are like the backbone of society you know it's how we grow and I just love it you know and I I spend a lot of time with small business owners and entrepreneurs and, and, you know, that imagination, they, they change the world, you know, I love it. And I, like I said, it does my head in that seven out of 10 will fail within 10 years. Well, right now, I think that that number is going to be even higher because Uh, no one thought they needed to protect themselves from a pandemic. You thought, Oh, okay. I need to have enough money to be able to survive if things happen. Two months, three months, four months, yes. not like potentially a year. Yes. And, and also, too, I mean, like I said, we, we've been through the global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. We had a, an Australian recession. Um, we had the, the city, even the floods, you know, the floods were, our city was underwater. But it was like four days. 
five days. Or fires. You've even had fires recently We've had, that yeah, have impacted huge, that. Huge, yeah. But this lock your doors and stay inside, you know, it's just, and I do, you know, I feel for those, because I work right in the heart of the city is my office. And there's all those beautiful cafes and coffee shops and they know everybody's name. And, you know, I think, how are they doing, you know, and just hang in there, you know, and I keep saying that. You know, we just, one of the things I learned with each of these crises that we've been through is that they pass, you know, and this will pass as well. We just have to survive it. You know, we hang in there. And um, there was a saying I heard years ago that when we were going through really tough times, I think I drove everybody a bit mad with it, but it was um, the name of the game is to stay in the game until you win the game. And so during these crises, we just have to stay in the game, do what we can to survive, you know, cut back, hang in there, pivot where you can. How else do you reach your clients? You know, reinvent, reinvent. And that's what we did. You know, like I said, we lost 80% of our our, um, big projects Mm -hmm. and the others weren't that far behind. And so I just madly worked at how I could reinvent this funnel. And, you know, challenging in the mining industry, they're not reading e-books or newsletters or social media or anything like that. But that's how we turned it around. We just came at it a completely different way. And, of course, there, you know, there is this terrible pandemic that sent us indoors. But we're also very fortunate because we have all this technology. You can still reach your clients. And I think those who are um, a bit innovative you know, and those who pivot, they'll be the ones that survive. As long as your internet's working. As long <laughs> as your internet. Yes, I, I look, I agree with you. There's been a few times I've had to use a phone to hotspot, you know, yeah. and then you do start to feel isolated. Yeah. You know, you think, hold on, this is my window to the world. Right. You know, don't close it. Yeah, it is hard. Yes, well, I but... think the next couple of years are going to be eye-opening because the people who do have it in them, who can figure this out, are going to have businesses that are so set up to make yeah. it and yes. to last the full time. It's until they don't want to be business owners yes. because that's the tools you're learning right now. Yes, I, I agree entirely. And I, I think, too, it will, it will really change things. I mean, online particularly information products and things were growing through the roof. Well, now they've just, you know, it's now been an explosion for those who are well set up online. Um, and, And that's what I would really encourage any small business owner. You work out how you can get online to reach your clients. And how you can work with them, whether it's developing courses or creating yes. online classes or yes. engagements or having yes. a product and having it at Etsy now and yes. looking for those online platforms to be yeah. able to connect and reach out. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And I've seen really successful um, groups online that are doing like crocheting circles mm-hmm. and knitting circles and, you know, where they're providing them with a pattern each week. Mm-hmm. And, and they get together and show them step by step. And, you know, so if you think a bit outside the box, you'll do okay. Alison, thank you so much. 
for Thank joining you. today. Can you share with us how people can actually find you online and find uh, your class to sign up? Yes. Well, you can find me very easily. I have a website, Push mm -hmm. Business Training. Um, I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find me on there and you'll have no trouble, particularly on, on Facebook. There's um, lots of sign-ups and things like that. And look, I'm happy to give you a link to a number of freebies I have that could be helpful to your listeners. Fantastic. Well, we will put that in the show notes so that everyone will Fantastic. be able to find that link. Um, yes. And that will be on our homepage of the podcast and we will share that out as well. And to all of our listeners for tuning in to marketing mistakes and how to avoid them today. You know, I wish you the best right now with COVID-19 and stay safe, stay sane and stay healthy.